This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 340. It's an iPhoto finish. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. number 340 well i hope i got the number right i normally get it wrong but i hope i got it right this time <laughs> you got it right this time <laughs> hi guy how are you i'm doing okay how are you tonight Gaz? well i i'm i'm still british well well, well let's let's talk about that for a second if you go from the uk to nashville tennessee does that somehow change your nationality? Probably, probably yes. In my eyes. <laughs> You'll go home and and start telling your wife she she needs to learn how to make corn pone and grits. That's the yeah. only thing I can think of. I, I've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, oh, you will, Gaz. Yeah. You yeah. will. Yeah. Well, I'm still here in the UK. Uh, there was a possibility that I'd be travelling over to the US um, actually today, but uh, that uh, that didn't happen. So it looks like I probably won't be travelling over to the states until this coming Saturday, the day after. Uh, a certain new product appears on the uh, on the streets. Yeah, the iPiddle. The iPiddle. Mm. <laughs> iPiddle eye. iPiddle eye. <laughs> you know, when we, we when um, just before we started this show, I was sitting there thinking, you know, based on the ending of last week's show. Now, and, now I, you're I've going got, to Nashville. <laughs> I've so, actually got that recorded. And I'm going to take it in, and I'm going to go around all the bars in Nashville and say, "What do y'all think of that?" My and recording I, career will just get, skyrocket. And if I get deported, you know why? <laughs> well, I, you might not get deported from the United States, but they will definitely kick you out of Nashville, Tennessee, especially with that accent. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And then have my have my little song there at the end. <laughs> and all I can say is, I think it was perfect. Now, if anybody doesn't okay. know what the hell we're talking about, I've got to say to you, you've always got to listen to the very end of the show because Guy always adds a little, a little treat in at the end. It's yeah, very let's go. Let's go with treat. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Good usually, stuff. usually, I just do a limerick. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm going to hold my hand up here. I did miss last week's because the guy said, "Did you hear last week's?" And I went because normally, I, I yeah, I normally I do listen back to the podcast. Yeah. And um, last week, I must have I must have stopped before I got to the end. But um, it's a reminder to it's a reminder to self now. Listen to start. Listen to end. Because <laughs> you never know what I'm going to do. <laughs> It's, it's what makes the MyMac.com podcast the podcast to listen to. Yeah. yeah irrelevantly irrelevant. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Uh, well, anyway. we, yeah, we got a lot of stuff. So we should, we should, uh, let, let's go ahead and get through the, uh, the MyMac stuff. Okay. Right. The first uh, item on the MyMac.com website this week is the iPhone 4. In fact, it doesn't say the iPhone. It just says iPhone 4, the missing manual, fourth edition. Um, that's a book review from David Weeks. And uh, next up is the Go Mini Nano. Boy, I, where, where do these people come up with these names? <laughs> really? You know? And it's, it, it's such a Go little Mini device. Nano. It's a little device. And they give it a name as long as the freaking Titanic. <laughs> the Go Mini Nano Wireless Optical Travel Mouse Review by Suze Gilbert. It's not Susie. It's Suze, you nitwit Brit. Well, yeah. Well, we knew that. Well, I didn't say anything. Don't well, blame me for saying a name wrong. It's not Gaz's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Next uh, was a. It's the uh, tech fan number twenty-two with. Oh, I'm going to butcher his name because I haven't listened to this. Eloik, uh, Eleke, Eleke, Eleke. <laughs> it's a Hawaiian name from Finland or something. I don't know. Oh dear. I did oh. listen to it and I couldn't I couldn't pronounce his first name either. Oh well I haven't listened to it yet, so I'll 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 need to listen to it and then it's uh Tech Fan number twenty two. <laughs> with guest. <laughs> with finished guest by the sound of it. Yeah, that was with uh with Tim and Dave. Oh, yeah. 
I apologize. <laughs> then we have uh, from Scott Wilsey. He's got a an opinion piece called Memoirs of an Apple TV Addict. Uh, I'm getting all the podcasts. The next one is the Pocket Size <laughs> Podcast, Episode 7. And I didn't listen to this. And actually, Scott has a bit of a conversation with uh, Tim, Tim Robertson. Yeah, Tim Tim likes to be on all the shows. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're not going to let him on ours. No, no, no way. Uh, he just started it. The, ne- the next one is the uh, the Strobist, and I have no idea what that means. It just says Strobist Photo Trade Secrets Book Review by Suze Gilbert. It's Suze, not Suze. Suze, you nitwit Brit. Okay, well, it was the American that said it that time. (laughs) Suze, Suze, do you you hear I'm saying it correctly here? Suze, you need to say something different about, you know, guy saying your name wrong now. Oh, oh, (laughs) it's my fault. And the last one is the Navigon Mobile Navigator North America review um, by Scott Wilsey. And in fact, I think that was on the previous... um, Pocket size podcast number six. I think they spoke about that. So yeah, I think there's so. the full there's the full um, review there on the website. Yeah, Scott was all over this week's stuff. <clears throat> yeah, he's he's becoming you very Nemo ish. You, you can't keep a good man down, can you? <laughs> no matter how hard you try. <laughs> and boy, do, and boy, do we try. We do, we do. <laughs> um, we we got some feed. We got a lot of feedback this week. Uh, first one is a Skype call. And for those of you who don't know what our Skype number is, it's area code 703-436-9501. Gaz, uh, did you hear what I just said? You said 703-436-9501. That's right. And if you call that number, as long as you don't curse, well, too much, we, we <laughs> will put it on the show. And case in point, here's Larry's call. Hi, Guy and Gaz. This is uh, Guy's brother, Larry. Uh, just listening to uh, show 338 in the car. I'm playing catch-up right now, and I'm just about done. Here's a couple comments. F- first off, the, the uh, user interface on that video program sounds like it was written by Kate, Kai Krause. If you remember Kai's power tools for Photoshop, Oh yeah, that was one of the all-time weird uh, user interfaces around. Another thing you talked about maybe getting Apple to... Uh, or, to, to let their uh, vendors offer uh, their the products at deeper discounts via their own sites. I'm not sure Apple would, would, would want them to do that. Uh, Apple's not, not going to steer business away from themselves. So who knows? And finally, Guy, it's Angelina. Angelina. Repeat <laughs> after me. Angelina. Angelina. That's all I got. Talk to you later. Hi. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, so, it might be it might be Angelina, but I prefer the way you said it. <laughs> I don't even remember how I said it now. Uh, it was it was a bit of a yeah, a bit I of a butchery. Yeah, <laughs> Angelina or something. It yeah, was, well, I, I'm sure she, I'm sure I, she's going to take it. offense to that and and yeah. never speak to me again or for the first time. <laughs> and she does speak actually. She does <clears throat> speak so highly of you. Oh, oh yeah, all the time. All the what well, she did to me. Well, she's got that. Oh 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 oh! Now you're just being mean. <laughs> well, did anyway, you see? Got... Did you see that uh, that that I love guy tattoo on her left buttock? <clears throat> no, she had it scrubbed off. <laughs> <laughs> I told her to use permanent marker. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Uh, we also got some. We got some Twitter feedback. Um, actually, we're not. I can, t- I, I can tell the level of this show. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's base already. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> but that's fine. That's uh, well, isn't. But isn't that pretty much every week? Uh, let me think about that one. Y- yeah. Okay. You think about that, <laughs> and then go and go and listen to the end of last week's show. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the first one is uh, from Eric Diaz, and he's asking if the iPad will be able to do mirroring. The iPad 1 will be able to do mirroring, um, or why couldn't it if... <sighs> read it. Okay, let me read it. Yeah, go he, ahead. He, he says to you, Mac Parrot, why can't, <laughs> why can't the iPad 1 do mirroring if Steve did it on the intro last year? 
Well, I'm not sure we can answer that because we don't actually know, do we? I've got a sneaky feeling you will be able to do mirroring, um, but it's whether you'd want to or not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I think that particular feature is going to be more related to iOS 4.3, which I think is going to be out maybe even as early as tonight, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, there are rumours that it's going to be out um, before the eleventh, but we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. But I, I think I think it'll mirror it'll mirror the, the iPad one. I am hearing though that the um, four point three will not be able to be used on um, the iPhone iPhone three G. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the original iPhone three. That's well, what I heard too. Well, yeah, on the on the iPhone three G. Now, if that if that's the case, you know, will it be able to be used on the iPhone three GS? Now, that that brings in another subject about are they going to continue to update or stop updating any software for those phones, um, especially when it comes to the relationship of security. So that's something which obviously we don't know and we can't answer at this point. Well, uh, for anyone who has an uh, like the first gen iPhone or the second gen iPhone, if you could, you know, get a hold of us either through our various email addresses, which we'll have at the well, end. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you, the first gen iPod Touch that it hasn't had a software update for ages, so it's probably, you know, I, I think that any security holes that are out there on that are probably not plugged. Hmm. Well, if if that's true, that's not good. No, I don't you know, think it is. You know, uh, Apple keeps security updates going as far back as I think uh, there were a few updates for uh, OS ten point three and point four not that long ago, but it was mostly related to Safari. Mm, yeah, we know why that is. Yeah, but that's that's another story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we got some feedback from Gavin Roberts. Thank you for writing in, Gavin. Uh, how how about how the first-gen iPad has stood up to one year's usage, screen scratches, case scratches, case or no case, etc., etc.? Okay, well, I, I, having got the um, iPad on launch day in Europe, which was, I don't know, a few weeks, possibly a month after it was released in, in the yeah, US. I think you actually got it before I did. I think I did. Yeah, I yeah. think I did. And it um I basically got it with um with the uh, the Apple case and also I, I was mentioning this to you earlier in the pre-show we were just having a quick chat that I I got the camera connection kit as well. Right. Now one one of the things that I was really quite concerned about was the screen because it is one thing which, you know, I I, I was thinking I'm I've got to get some screen protection on this. Well, I've got to say other than putting it in the case and taking it out once or twice to give it a bit of a clean because the crumbs they do get down in between the device <laughs> and the case itself. The, the front screen has been completely protected. It it kind of gets a different usage to the your iPod and your iPhone, which kind of will slip in your pocket. And you yeah. know, if you've got coins or keys in your pocket, then you know you could be concerned about any scratches it'll get. Well, you know you don't put the iPad in your pocket, and it doesn't seem... unless you've got really really big pockets, <laughs> which some people have. <laughs> Let's be fair. Um, and I, I tell you now, I can tell you quite honestly that my first um, gen iPad is immaculate, absolutely immaculate condition. Yeah, and it I... gets and it gets it gets a lot of use, and it gets handed round. You know, it gets thrown in the kitchen and uses it for doing recipes. Or the girls will, you know, just mess about with it, sure. and it does. You know, get thrown onto the settee. You know, doesn't get thrown at the settee. Gets thrown <laughs> onto the settee. But um, wait, wait, it's... hold on. What's a settee? Sorry, a, a sofa. Okay. <laughs> you say potato. Or I, <laughs> I say, say potato. <laughs> Um, so, you know, yeah, but um, without a case, you know, it m- probably would have got a few scratches on the back, but I think the screen would have still been pretty well protected. Well, I've, you know, I've got one as well. I've got the, uh, <clears throat> the 64 gig 3G and uh, mine is in and out of a case all the time. And I didn't get the, the, the screen protection. So I, I have, there's absolutely no scratches on the front. Whatever glass <laughs> it is that they used for the first gen iPad has at least as far as I'm concerned, has held up really, really well. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any significant scratches that are on the back of it. it. I mean, let's face it: the the original iPad it was just it was just a great design. Yeah, I and agree. they really, really went the distance 
as far as configuring it for everyday use because they knew, well, actually, I don't know if they knew this or not, but the way it's worked out, you know, these things are getting daily use from a lot of people. I use mine every single day. Certainly yeah. more than I mean, my well, ours, uh, ours went on holiday with us last year, so it, sure. know, it got pumped into a bag, and it, you know, we were in in a, um, a chalet which was by the beach, so we had you know you, you, there was sand around, so and it it, it survived, no well, problems at yeah, all. Yeah, it's it. I mean, it, it's just a good design. So <clears> and, and I can't, I can't imagine that the iPad two <clears> is is going to be any less well protected though i guess we'll see uh on the 11th when people actually start you know getting their hands on it yeah if if you have an ipad it's an it's a good idea to have a case and and probably a good idea as well to get uh front screen protection but it, it's not like that should be the very first thing that you have to yeah, run out you, and get you see there's, there's there's two levels of protection on that front screen there's you know just a cover which flips over like the new cover that they've designed mm-hmm. um which just gives it something in case something is dropped on the front. Because, as I say, <clears throat> this doesn't sit unless you've got a bag where you're putting it in the bag and it's got other products which could scratch it. It, it the usage for me certainly is more at home. So it sits and floats around at home. It doesn't get taken out much, and I think that transportation bit is where. You know, when you're taking it somewhere else, that's the likelihood where it's going to get, you know, put in with something else which could then scratch that front case. And if you've got something which just flips over and protects it, it's fine. Or if you've just got, you know, a naked iPad and you want to, you definitely want to put something on it. Right. Then, you know, there are companies out there that produce um, covers which you can put on them. Yep. <clears throat> you want to hear something that'll break your heart? Go on. There, there's a a woman where I work who, from me talking about the iPad, ran out and got a 32-gig a, a uh, Wi-Fi model. Mm-hmm. First week she had it, she somehow managed to run it over with her car. Oh, my word. Yeah, and just <laughs> smashed it. You know, I mean, the, the iPad is tough, but it's not going to hold up to, you know, three no, to 4,000 yeah, pounds yeah, of steel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, let's be honest here. You've still got to be pretty careful with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, when, I, when I say carefully, it, it's funny because, as I say, we do kind of throw it around a little bit and it does get handed. And sure. I, I don't know, it's pretty tough, but yeah, it won't take a car driving. <laughs> no, 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 definitely <laughs> not. Uh, now, Paul, I think we got some more. I think we got some more, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah, again, <coughs> uh, Paul Bartlett, uh, Jolly Jake. Jolly, is that Jake or Jap? Jap. Well, it's Jolly Jap, but I'd say Jolly Jape, because, mm. you know, most of the... Oh, I thought you said Jolly Jake. Well, no, you no, say Jake. Jake, I say... Okay, never mind. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he says, what about Apple combinations? If you've got a MacBook Air, do you need an iPad, uh, a desktop, or a MacBook Pro with monitor? Um, or and maybe a Mac Mini, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that, cool. That's a show on its own, that is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, in I, fact, there's a good idea for a show there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. So we're not going to answer your question at all. We're going to make you wait. All right. Very, okay. Very briefly, I, I think it's down to your usage. Yeah. The MacBook Air for me does that little bit extra, which I'm going to need when I'm traveling. The iPad is for that everyday casual use where you don't need any power pushing. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. I've got both, and they both get equally used. Um when it comes to um, traveling, if if you need to do stuff like record, like mm, edit stuff, although editing movies could be different with the uh, iOS uh, 4.3 coming out, and yeah. hopefully um, the iMovie will be available on iPad 1. So, no, you know, I, I just don't see that happening. Well, well, I, I do. I do see it happening. But anyway, I mean, the combination... Well, but at the same time, there are... I mean, I don't want to steer this in the wrong direction though not like we've ever done that before um there are other movie or video editors available for ios i talked about a couple of them uh, a couple of weeks yeah, ago yeah, yeah yeah so and and one of them is quite powerful if almost but, impossible but, to use but but i do find that you know the the way 
the iPad is used, certainly by us, is it's a casual device. Yes, no if doubt I about want, that. If I want to do anything where I'm having to do work, the way that the um, app switching works and you've got you know multitasking, it's just not a fluid flow if you're having to use multiple apps on the yeah. iPad. It's much more natural to use multiple apps on a laptop or on a computer where you've got a keyboard and or a mouse or a trackpad. Yeah, and it's it's, cer- just, it's certainly mm-hmm. a lot easier to, to, to do as well as far mm-hmm. as switching between apps. You know? yeah. so, because, so I mean, they do have multitasking on the iPad. Yeah, but it's just not fluid. It's For not me, the it's same. Just, it's not fluid enough. It's just not fluid enough. So, you know, it, it, it's, a different, it's a different tool for a different, you know, yeah. part of our life, to be honest with you. And the, um, the second part of his question was desktop or MacBook Pro with a monitor. Well, that, that is a real biggie. It, it all depends whether you really want to be able to take your device away with you. And have, know, and I, have the full power. I, I, well, to be honest with you, Guy, the new MacBook Pros out there, they are now so powerful. You could, they're, they're eek, they eat. If you, if you go back a year, a year and a half, two years, oh, more than that, these, yeah. Mac, these new MacBook Pros, they're as powerful as any desktop you could have got a couple of years ago. Oh sure. I mean, you can get when you can get a 15-inch MacBook Pro with a quad-core i5 or sorry, quad-core i7. You know, you're, that's that that is desktop power. Yeah. The yeah. only yeah, thing so. the only thing it's going to lack is storage for for doing like heavy well, yeah, heavy but, lifting with video but, or but audio or something a, like that. But that's not a problem if if external drives. Are, yeah. Yeah. So. I, I think that is definitely the way things are happening. I think, yeah. you know, um, and if, if, if you've got any hint that you would want to take your computer away with you somewhere to do any sort of business, heavy lifting, a MacBook Pro with a monitor, definitely. definitely. Yeah, and I then mean, a, an got, iPad I've, for casual use. Yeah, yeah, that'd do it. And that, that, yeah, that would be, you know, if if I was speaking to someone who was just it's, coming into the Mac world, that would probably be the way I would steer him is get a MacBook Pro and have a, uh, you know, I've got this beautiful 24-inch. Uh, if, if they've got the money. If they've got the money, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I've got this beautiful 24-inch ViewSonic monitor. It was it was under $200. And, I mean, this is the same, and, and it's a it's a, it's a widescreen. It, it's not just, you know, 24-inch standard def. It, it, it's a 24-inch widescreen monitor. It's beautiful. So, okay, it's not to the same quality that you'll get with the older 24 inch yeah, or the 27 yeah. inch IMAX, yeah. but it's frankly, it's, it's more than adequate for Absolutely. nearly well, anything a, that you're going to use a, a Mac I've for. I've got a 20 inch Dell that, you know, it, it is, it's perfect. And, and I'll be honest, if I wasn't recording, if I wasn't doing any sort of podcasting, the setup that I've got, if before getting the MacBook air, I would have said if I didn't do any recording or any stuff where I needed to, you know, do a little bit more heavy lifting, the Mac Mini with the iPad. Perfect. Yeah, that would, yeah, that would be that would be fine too, especially the new ones. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, next up, and I, I don't know if we want to how how deep we want to go into this one. Uh, Gazano Nine writes uh, the best way to back up on a Mac. Wow! Wow! We we've done. I yeah, think we've, we've done quite a lot on this before. I, I think we just go in with a quick one. Yeah. Um, I, I would say get an external hard drive as big as you possibly dare. At Hook least as big as the hard drive inside of your machine. As big as the hard drive in your, your machine. Hook it up. Get Time Machine going. That's your starting point. And yeah, we'll 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 dig into that again. But I know that we've done shows recently on 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 the way to do uh, backup. But the best way to back up a Mac to start off with. Get a hard drive at least as big as your internal hard drive, if not bigger. Mm-hmm. Bigger if you know as big as you dare. Get Time Machine going. Yeah, and and that's gonna that's gonna solve about ninety percent of of what you would want to have for a backup. And we'll, um, we'll, well, I think we'll go over that again, guy, because it's always good to remind people about backup. And yeah, but know, not not this week. Not this week. Not yeah. This week. But, but thanks everyone for all the Twitter feedback. Uh, you can you can send that to us anytime you want, and we'll talk about it on the show. Uh, I'm Mac Parrot at Twitter. He's Gazmaz at Twitter. You didn't let me do it. You just went straight in. I know. Well, you did it earlier. And uh, now, oh, see, so you did do it. it. I knew you. I do it every time you do it. Okay, I'm sorry. 
But we got some more feedback. Oh, yeah, this was a feedback frenzy. It's a, free, it's a feedback frenzy, <laughs> boys and girls. A feedback frenzy. And this this one is from our our dear friend uh, Allison over at the Nocilla Podcast, which is a great podcast, and you guys should be getting it. Um, she's given me a a little bit of nonsense over something I said on the show a couple <laughs> couple of weeks ago. She says she heard me talking about the Dexam charger with the cool lights that go up the wire and how they slow down when you're getting close to fully charged. You said it was useless but cool. Turns out it isn't worthless at all. The point of the vi- the visual of the light traveling on the wire is to show that the actual current or to show that shows the actual current so when it stops flowing there is no current draw from the wall. We have zillions of things plugged in, all drawing a trickle charge, and this is the first step, first step toward uh, stopping that. On top of that, you know when your device is, is, is fully charged and ready to go. Plus, it is cool looking. And that's true. Um, however, <laughs> if, the, if the cable itself is glowing blue, you know, even if it's not moving isn't it still using some power hmm but it is cool looking it is cool oh yeah <laughs> no doubt about it um the last thing before the break uh we were t- we were talking last week about random house adding 17,000 uh new books or not new but you know 17,000 books from their catalog to iBooks and yeah. i had said that that was bad timing for such an announcement as it will li- likely get lost in in all the stuff over the iPad 2. And you and I had, had kind of gone back and forth on that, but now when yeah. I had checked, PC Mag had said that the books were well, added what, just before well, can, the iPad well, can I, 2 announcement. Can I, can, I, can I say, actually, what happened here, I think, proves your point. Yeah. Be- because nobody cared that Random House announced it because apparently they did announce it very shortly before the ipad 2 announcement and obviously it was re-announced and apple reiterated it when they did their ipad yeah, 2 at announcement. The event, yeah but no you know it, it kind of got lost because i didn't hear about the fact that random house had announced they were adding the 17,000 books before the iPad announcement. You obviously didn't hear about it because we thought, you know, if they then come out and announce it afterwards, it's going to get lost in the hullabaloo. And it looks like it got lost in the hullabaloo (laughs) before the iPad announcement. So it was reconfirmed by, you know, Apple at the iPad announcement. So I think it it all comes down to the same thing. It's good news. Yeah, well, I mean, it is good news. And I, I just think that it would have been smarter for them to do it Maybe on the day that that the iPad Two is released, or like a week before the announcement, as compared to to just waiting and having it come out a couple of days when everybody was obviously so psyched up. Yeah, but perhaps <coughs> the thing Excuse is, me. guy, perhaps Apple didn't let them. Perhaps you know, Apple in part of the agreement, Apple said, "Okay, fine, we're going to go with it," but you know. You can announce it either this period before, this period afterwards, and ongoing, of course. It doesn't matter. Um, and we're going to be announcing it in uh, the iPad 2 announcement. Well, that, that's part of the agreement. That would make Apple sound like they were like a super, super anal controlling company. And we all know that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I think we ought to stand by. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's stand by to... St- Stand by. And uh, you know what, Gaz? We'll be right back. Rawr. Angel, I love you. You know I love you. But what can I say? You're not really here around anymore, and I know it. It's getting late. Now, wait now. Hey, my Mac listeners. Sam Levin here with App Minute. If you want the latest and greatest of app news information about cool things regarding apps, that means anything application-related, software, hardware peripherals, iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, Android, you name it, you got to listen to App Minute. Check out AppMinute.com, one of the many, many cool, cool shows of the MyMac family. All right, thanks a lot from Sam Levin of AppMinute.com. Could you love me in the eye? 
just waiting for their chance at Angeli Jolie, the G-Men, on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. Uh, this particular segment, uh, Gaz is having a couple of issues. Oh, I've got issues, guy. I've got issues. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about technology. What What are you talking uh, about? Uh, um, uh, yeah, I wasn't talking about anything in particular. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, I was talking about something in particular. Um <laughs> <laughs> And it's it's iPhoto. I'm 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 oh, I'm in I'm in a quandary, guy. I really am in a quandary. Um, I love iPhoto. Now this I, is on. You, you have this whole thing on your uh, your Mac Mini, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, base, basically, I've got iPhoto, and I've been using iPhoto since since I got a Mac. Um, I did try Photo Photoshop, um, not Photoshop, Photo Adobe Photo Elements because I actually liked the Windows version of Adobe Elements, the version 3.0. That was a cracking app. Um, and I did try it, but it was a totally different program on, on the Mac. When well, I well not only that, but I don't, th- I don't think Photoshop is really set up to... Uh... Sorry, not Photoshop. It, oh, it's, you mean Lightroom? It's Elements. It was, no, it's called Elements. It was called, it was called um, Adobe Elements. And it was, it was a very similar program to what um, iPhoto is, but on Windows. Um, and there was a, an equivalent version on the Mac, and I tried it when I when oh, I moved across. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I, yeah. And it, and it wasn't it wasn't a patch on the Windows version, to be perfectly honest with you. And so, obviously, I moved into iPhoto, and I do I do love iPhoto. I, you know, I like its simplicity. Now, what um, was what was the first version you had of iPhoto? Was that O eight? Mm, yes. Yes. Now, I think did it that was. have faces and stuff on it? Or no, 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 no. Did no, that no. come in O nine? No, it might have been a. Um, we're version. What version are we now? Eleven, aren't we? Yeah. I think it was O eight. I think it was uh, version eight. Um, I don't keep a count on versions. Yeah, it's God, hard. I just moved. I just moved to the next version. <laughs> I'd say it's all good, maybe. It's all good, baby. <laughs> the, I mean, all I can remember is you know Windows three point one. That was you know. <laughs> So you're still using that in 2005? Shh, don't tell anybody. Okay. Um, uh, anyway, but the, the quandary I'm having with iPhoto is my iPhoto library has got to 142 gigabytes. Good God. And I've got over 20,000 photos in there. Do you now, are, now you're, you're, you're doing this from the Mac Mini, but all of those aren't on the hard drive with the Mac Mini. Yep. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Remember, I've got a 500 gig hard drive in yeah. the Mac Mini. Um, but yes, it's all on the local hard drive. So it's all within the encompassing Mac case. Uh, obviously, it's all backed up. There's no problem there. Um, but iPhoto does seem to be struggling with the size of the library. And I know lots of people are going to be shouting at me and saying, whoa, whoa, it's too big. You ought to split it down. But that's the point. I don't want to, to yeah, split it down. The, the, the like... whole point, yeah, the whole point of iPhoto is if you have to split up your iPhoto library, then what good is iPhoto doing for you? Well, iPhoto it, is supposed to be easy. Yeah, I don't want to, and that's it. It's the simplicity of having it all there, and because most of my photos are not, you know, are not a professional photographer. I'm not a photographer that goes out and takes landscape pictures just for the sake of taking landscape pictures and putting them in a library. It's kind of the evolution of our family life, as it were. And those, any landscape pictures that are in there are probably been, have probably been taken during an event, an event of us being somewhere. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a timeline of what's been happening. And that's why I like them all in the same place. However, I understand that iPhoto obviously is going to start to struggle. And even with the um, eight gigabyte of RAM, because I've recently, I don't know if you've seen it, but I did a little movie actually of me changing um, my four gig of RAM to eight gigabytes. No, is that on YouTube? I'll have to send you the link. Yeah, I did. I did the stop motion video, which some people may well have seen. No, um, I haven't seen that. I didn't I'll know you did that. I'll have to send you that. I did a stop motion video of um, of the the RAM being changed. Anyway, that's a separate subject. 
we might need to come back to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but even even with eight giga uh, of world. RAM in the the Mac Mini, in in a world <laughs> where the Mac Mini Needed gained more eight gigabytes, <laughs> um, it, it's still kind of it's not quite as snappy as I'd perhaps like it to be. Now I don't know that Aperture is going to be any snappier, and Aperture does give me lots more or a lot a lot more extra facilities to be able to you know mess with my photos yes now the reason the reason i'm thinking about this is because i've got a couple of photos which i've taken recently which um parents and family members have seen that and said oh i want a copy of that which means i've got to print it off and then when you look at a photo more in depth there are areas that i'd like to enhance enhance yeah. yeah But there are regions that I'd like to do, which, of course, you can't do in iPhoto. Now, no, it's pretty much an all or nothing. That's right. That's right. And now I could probably take it out and do it in a third party app. But, you know, again, it's moving away from that simplicity because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to do this once and I'm going to want to do it again and again and again. So I'm thinking, especially with the um, Aperture being in the Mac app store at the extremely reasonable price that it is, should I move over? And now, you know, I've been looking into Aperture and whether I can leave, because now I'm thinking, okay, I'll leave the iPhoto library where it is, but do I reference it from the Aperture library? So I kind of keep the best of both worlds. Well, you you say, because I'm not sure if that's an all or nothing kind of thing um if if you have your lot your your photo library in in one place and then you've got an iphoto xml file that's keeping track of all the different changes that you've made to your pictures over the you know the the life of your library if you reference just the pictures in aperture aperture will most like well because wow. I know when you do when you do and 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 I'm not I'm not an aperture expert by any you know. Well, the little bit that I've been looking into, it looks like I could actually do that combo. Now, obviously, any changes right, that I it, make it, in aperture are not going to be seen in iPhoto. Well, not and, only that, but any changes that you've made in iPhoto won't be seen in aperture either, because well, it, aperture will have their own XML file. Well, that, now that's that's a fair point because one of the things that concerned me was obviously I've got lots of keywords and I've got lots of and a lot um, of metadata with faces changes, and places lots, and, and everything else. And I need to know that that's going to be moving across now. Now to that end, to that end, because we could we could go on and on, you know, uh, hypothesizing as to whether it might do or might not. I've did a little bit of digging, and I think that referencing I think will work from what i've seen um it looks like obviously those changes you know that i make in aperture or in iphoto may not may or may not be seen by the other one apart from things like keywords and faces as far as i'm right. aware that does travel across well it, uh, it travels across the first, first time. time the first time exactly i, I understand that yeah um but because I mean, aperture will reference iphoto's xml file when it imports see, all the you photos see, you see my work i i can understand, i think my workflow is going to be that i'll import them the photos into iphoto and do all of the stuff that i need to do now those new photos that get moved across obviously i'm going to also have to reference re-reference those in aperture if i need to because i'm, I'm thinking that the the, pro, the work process is that i may well have aperture and start using it bit by bit to do any adjustments that I need because the majority of the stuff that I'm going to be doing is still going to be an iPhoto, but I can see that I may slowly transit transition to over. Yeah. Well, the thing is if you ever decide now, if you keep using iPhoto for like your day to day stuff, that's fine. You can take your original library, bring that into Aperture, and try out some of those features as you're you know, trying to make up Correct. your mind between them. Correct. And then if you decide that, okay, you know, Aperture is definitely the way I'm going to go, you do one last import of your current yeah. iPhoto library. Now, anything changes that you've made in Aperture, I mean, basically, look at whatever, whatever it is you're going to try to do in Aperture. Don't think of it as, like, permanent changes. 
because no, all no, you're basically no, doing is exactly all yeah. you're doing is, is trying the program out to see if it's going to meet your needs. And to that end, there is still, if anybody wasn't sure, there is still available on the Apple website. You have to do a little bit of digging for it, but there's still a 30 day trial that you can grab. For Aperture, yeah. For Aperture, yeah. And I think that's what I'm going to do. I, I'm not going to do it just yet because obviously I'm going away for a week. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm, what, I, what I'm going to do is uh, when I come back, I'm going to get the 30-day trial and I'm going to give it a shot and, and see, you know, how the workflow works and uh, whether it works for me or whether there's a, another route. And, and that may be something the listeners, if any listeners have got – you know, have come across the same issue or they're, 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 they're doing the same thing themselves and they're finally realizing that they're not the only ones, um, give us a shout. Send us some uh, email or send us a, a voice call and, and tell us how you do things like that. If you want to you yeah. know, take take your iPhoto library the step further to, you know, to finish off some of those shots. Now, you, you put some comments in, actually. And yeah. I, I think this, these comments were basically to try and see if... I could improve the performance of iPhoto. Is that right? Yes, yes. Now, before you, before, you know, I cannot stress this enough <laughs> as as we talk about this. Yes, going uh, back to, to our backup. Yeah, but to our listeners, before you try any of these options, the first thing you want to do is to make sure that your iPhoto library and all of the information in the XML file for iPhoto is backed up someplace safe. Because yeah. if something goes horribly wrong and, you know, we're talking about, you know, that this is not, you know, as much as we'd l like it to be, computers and technology is not an exact science. And, re and remember what you're, you're looking at here, especially if you've got a lot of photos. And remember what I just said. It's a lifeline. It, it's, it's yep. a, you know, it's a history of what's, you know, all of the photos we've been taking is, it's, it's just a link to all those memories. So make sure you have a good backup <laughs> yes so uh f from a little bit of research uh and i haven't tried any of these myself uh, i'm not nearly the uh the iphoto user that you are um if you hold down the option key on startup it will give you the the option hey how about that to nice. rebuild your iphoto library which which may help also you can hold down option command to do a couple of other things that rebuild your photo library small thumbnails, mm -hmm. all of your small thumbnails, all of your photo thumbnails. You can recover orphan photos, examine and repair iPhoto library file permissions, and rebuild iPhoto library database from an automatic backup. Now, uh, from from just you and I talking here, I thought of a couple of other things. the The hard drive on your Mac Mini, remember, is a fifty four hundred. Uh, speed laptop drive so that's gonna have i mean that's almost a third slower than than other sata type you know three and a half inch drives yep. Yep. so one thing that you might want to try to do is on startup hold down the option key and uh kind of point you know make a new library but point it toward your existing backup and see if it works any better off of your external drive than it does your internal drive that's a uh, possibility. I might yeah. look at that. Uh, let's see. Some of the common issues that I found kind of goofing around online was uh, not enough hard drive space, and I wasn't sure what difference that made. The only thing I could think of is, you know, similar to well, video, maybe it's used for a scratch disk. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that because I, I've got a bit of a problem with hard drive space. But, again, that's, that's, a, that's a subject for another day. I'll come, <laughs> I'll come back to you on that one. Okay. Uh, also, some other things that will slow it down is uh, large smart albums, and I, I didn't know if you had any of those. Yes. Okay. Uh, mm. Also, web syncing can cause a big slowdown and should be set to manual. Uh, faces and places can also become an issue because every time iPhoto starts up... So, so all of the things that I like to use it for... Is going to slow it down. It's exactly. <laughs> One of the it's suggestions not, not helping, guys. No, no, I guess probably <laughs> not. Uh, one of the other suggestions that I found online was uh, to create a new library, holding down the Alt key at startup, yep. and yep. import just a couple of pictures into it, including ones that you've used to, no, for yeah. faces and places and all that, yeah, I've, and I've see if that. it repeats. I've did it, done that. And did it happen it's, again? 
it, it no it, it the the issue the issue is the fact i think that i've got such a large library and my my thought process was uh, to start off with was partially to see whether or wondering whether aperture could actually handle a larger library better than than iphoto can yeah i think i think it, I can. Think it probably can yeah most most of the most of the uh uh things that i found online as far as people having issues with um iphoto almost in every case the answer seemed to be that aperture is a much better solution right well, I think that's going to be a long-term project, which I'll I'll be getting back to you on. But I still <laughs> I still love iPhoto. I've got to say. Well, it is so easy to use. Yeah. And on that note, I think it's about time we take another break. I think you're right. Yep. So everyone, stand by to stand by, and uh, we'll be uh, right back. Right back. Yes. Right back. I don't know about you guys, but I'm standing by to stand by. Am I, am I supposed to do something while I'm standing by? Then See, the noise you just heard just got mail on my iPhone. That's because I'm a huge tech fan. I'm a fan of technology, and as such, got a new podcast called, coincidentally enough, Tech Fan. My name is Tim Robertson. I'm the host of the show. We've got David Cohen, another ex-MyMac.com podcast host. So it's just a continuation of what you're hearing here on MyMac. We broaden the scope just a little bit, including not just Apple and the Macintosh and the iOS devices, but, you know, Google, Microsoft, Nokia. If it has to do with technology, we're talking about it. So I hope you give us a chance. It's TechFan. You can find a listing to it at MyMac.com. It's in iTunes, free of charge, not going to cost you a dime, unless you want to send us some money, in which case, uh, make it out to cash, and uh, just email me and I'll get you that info. Hey, it's TechFan, MyMac.com. Peace out. Yeah, that was stupid, wasn't it? Uh, I'm never doing that again. Nope, mail. down a 100% return on investment. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. I'd just like to say to you, yeah. actually, I used to play left back at school. Left, I'm sorry, what is that? Well, it, it, it left back, it's a position on the soccer field. Oh, okay. Okay. We you kept you kept saying we'll be right back. <laughs> so you were left back. Yeah. You were left back in school. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's the, that's an old joke, guy. Oh, it's okay. le- and and the joke should be left back behind the goalposts. Oh, okay. Thanks. Oh, yeah. I love I... you too. Much. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Sometimes I just I. I, some you, some jokes just you, go you, right over you my cut head. Yourself up, don't you? Well, you know, it, I, I am easily amused. There's no <laughs> doubt about that, and it's what makes me such a wonderful, wonderful person. If I do say so myself, and I did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This 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 last break. Uh, now, as as longtime listeners know, I'm talking about doing uh, a bit of an experiment. La 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 la. Next year, at the Macworld Expo, leaving my laptop at home and doing everything through iOS. And I've already talked about uh, video editing programs, 
And one of the things that I was going to do was instead of taking, you know, high def video cameras, I would take my iPhone and I don't know, if, I, I imagine I'll probably have an iPhone 5 before next before the next Macworld comes up. You think so? Yeah, yeah. The um, the iPhone 3GS that I've had, I've had it now for almost two years. Right. And you know, I, I think uh, considering how some people change their phones as often as they change their underwear, that that's a pretty good run. So the, the issue the issue that comes up is how do I get video and audio that I record on my iPhone into my iPad? And my original thought, and we'll we'll go more into this, my original thought was that I would use either Bluetooth or Wi-Fi programs to transfer between the two devices, between my iPhone, whatever, yep. and my, well, I guess at this point, my iPad, whatever, because I don't know if I'll yep. have a new iPad at yeah, that Well, that's point. all you're taking. You're, that's you're it. just taking an iPhone and an iPad. That's all you're taking. Maybe a microphone, but I mean. Well, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like crazy here. You're crazy, man. <laughs> so I, I wanted to talk about a couple of these Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, iOS programs that I've looked at. And this okay. is this is by far... Not a complete list. And uh, anyone listening to this, if you know of a better Bluetooth or Wi-Fi file transfer program than the three I'm going to talk about here, please let me know. And I I would love you a long time. Uh, first one I'm going to talk about is called PhotoShare and Photo Transfer by Enrique uh, Rodriguez. It's two ninety nine at the uh, at the apps, not the apps. Yeah, no, the iOS app store. Yeah. It has kind of a confusing interface, but it works sending both photos and video over Wi-Fi. And again, you can't just put two Wi-Fi devices next to it, at least not two iOS Wi-Fi. <sighs> Boy, I am just not having a good time tonight. You can't take two <laughs> iOS devices right. and connect okay. them up via Wi-Fi unless there's an existing external Wi-Fi network. There, I managed okay. to say it. So okay. I connected via Bluetooth for photos, and that wasn't a problem. However, video for this program Ooh. is not currently supported. No. So that means if you don't have a Wi-Fi uh, network available, this program will not transfer your videos. Okay. So saved photos and videos went right to the photo app folder so it can be seen by photo and video editors. Yep. Uh, was not able to send audio. So oh. that's PhotoShare and PhotoTransfer 299. Okay. This next one is free. However, <laughs> Bluetooth PhotoShare by Nathan Peterson. Uh, it's yeah. very easy to use, Bluetooth only. Uh, worked very well, except uh, no video or audio. This was basically just mm. for photos. And it kind of says it right there in the name, PhotoShare. Yeah. yeah. And that one was free. Okay, that's good. The last one is called Blue Waves, and that's by Byron Tuckett. It's $1.99. Uh, it's an I iPhone iPod Touch app with uh, iPad support through doubling. Through you know, uh, what do they call that? Um, well, I guess doubling. Uh, I was able to send both video and and audio. I'm sorry, video and photos, but I couldn't get them off of the the folders that the program creates and get them into the iPad's image folder to be seen by other apps. Now, I sent an email to the developer to find out how this can be done or if it's even possible, and I hadn't heard back from him. Oh. Yeah. So we might, we might have to do an update on that, but that's not, that's not good, is it, as a start-off, really? No, no. The only one that seemed <laughs> to work pretty well was PhotoShare and PhotoTransfer by Enrique okay. Rodriguez, and not a surprise, yeah. that was also the most expensive of the three apps. Now, And when we say expensive, we mean... Yeah, $2.99. $2 yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're not going to go to the poorhouse for, for buying one of these programs. <laughs> it all adds up, guy. It all adds up, man. Yep. And then I, I found out something that, that I didn't know. Mm. Uh, you can connect up, and you know, Gaz already knew this, but I didn't. And probably a lot of people are sitting there going, duh, guy, duh, you, you didn't know that? You can take Apple's connection kit, which has a, uh, a USB and a um, uh, SD card little dongle that you can put in a 30 pin connector on, yep. on most yep. of your iOS devices and connect up two devices that way. So you, you basically take the, um, 
the USB one, plug that into one device, and then take your standard sync cable, 30 pin to USB, and plug that in. And the device that you have... Sorry, say, sorry guys, say that again. Oh, do I have to? <laughs> yeah, because I'm, 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 I'm a bit thrown by what you said then. Okay, you, you take the uh, the USB dongle from the from Apple's connection kit. Yeah. Plug that into, say, the, the iPhone. Okay. Oh, no, sorry, you're right, you're right, the iPad. Into the iPad. That yeah. goes in, and it's yeah. important. You have to have the order right or this doesn't work. That goes into the iPad. Then you take a standard sync cable, which is 30-pin to USB. You take the USB side. That plugs into the Apple connection kit that you have in the iPad. You take the 30-pin connection part. That goes into the iPhone. At that point, all of the video and photos that you have on your iPhone can be transferred over to the iPad. And it works like a charm. Now it's obviously it's a more expensive solution than any of the Bluetooth applications that I've talked about, but you know what? It works and it works better than any of those. So That's if cool. you're if you're planning on doing something crazy like what I'm going to do at uh, next year's MacWorld, I would say get the app, get Apple's connection kit that just. Knowing that it's going to work, that you're not going to have to rely on on a Bluetooth or Wi-Fi connection by itself makes it worth the money. Yeah, I, I I'd agree with you there. My one proviso would be I don't know, I'm not quite sure what this new connection kit is going to be uh, like that they've got for the oh with the HDMI too. Yeah, yeah, because there's like a combo connection kit they've got on there as well, isn't there? I don't know if you've seen it. It kind of had two outputs, one which. I'm, I'm, I couldn't. Well, quite I think one pick. was USB and the other one was HDMI. Right. Okay. Okay. Fine. And then there's probably well. So it's no it's no change then really, other than the fact that you've got your HDMI HDMI out. Yeah. 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 And, and then okay. and then you'll probably have a second dongle for um, Ding uh, SD card. <laughs> but there are you know, and we're not. Oh, I guess this is still on topic. If you if you kind of look around, there's a couple of companies that make similar to Apple's connection kit, you know, the, these 30-pin dongles with USB and, and SD, but they combine them both into one. And I think there was one that actually had, um, like, Sony's memory stick. And, I mean, there was, like, three or four different yeah, connections. Yeah, I think there's a few other options out there. I, I mean, the reason I got the, the Apple's connection kit was I, I got it, I basically ordered it with the iPad when right. it was first released. And there was obviously nothing and, else. Yeah, there was, there was available nothing available at the time. That's right. So we'll uh, see. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. And you, uh, from what you were telling me, you do you do not have an app recommendation this week. No, I don't. I was I was desperately searching around before <laughs> before the show, but I didn't want to just pick anything. Yeah. So I thought rather than just pick something which is you know um, a last minute thing, which is not really something I've looked into and used that much. Um, I'm go- I'm just going to stick with um, saying I still love. Uh, um, it's called Menulet. Oh yeah, you <laughs> talked about that before. I think I've talked about it before, and it's it's called. Um, I think it's screen sharing Menulet, and I'll put the links into the show notes. And basically, I use it rather than it saves me a few clicks because it sits in my menu bar, uh, and it'll save the passwords to your other devices. Mm-hmm. And it comes up from your menu bar. And it tells you what um, of your computers is um, actually online on the network, and you just click on them, and it connects. It's um, it's a neat little app, and it's free. And I'll I'll stick the uh, the links into the show notes for you. Okay, but, cool. Uh, so. So rather than just going out and picking something which um, uh, I was, haven't used recently, then I thought I'd go down that route, if that's okay with everybody. And if it isn't, too bad. Tough. <laughs> Get over it. Uh, my my recommendation this week is, is kind of a combo uh, recommendation. It's hardware and software. Um, when, when I went to Macworld, uh, Tim and Owen Rubin had gone over to Dr. Bot and had gone through their little you know presentation, and they were sent this uh, you know a bag with some some typical Doctor Bot products. And I went the next day and could not get the same you know little dog and pony show that they had gone through, which was too bad. 
because I, I really, really like. I mean, Doctor Bot has got some great stuff, but I did give them my card, and I figured, okay, well, you know, there's there's no way they're gonna they're gonna send me the the press kit. But I got home from work yesterday, and sitting there on the step was was a, a box from Doctor Bot with all kinds of stuff in it, and hey. yeah, the, the one of the cool things that was in it was the L5 IR remote from L5 Technology. Sells for forty nine ninety five. I think was, we spoke about this, didn't we, some some little while ago? Yeah, I think so. And and I was saying at the time that I thought that this was like one of the really cool things that I had seen at Macworld, and I was going to buy one. And now I don't have to. Dr. Bot sent me one. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Bot. And uh, there's a companion iOS application that's free from the App Store for this. And I mean, basically, you start the app and you find the the, the various devices that you have. They you know, they've got a, a big database of all kinds of stuff, and you configure the remote for just the functions that you want. And you they've got some combination things that you. Can, I mean, this is this thing is is yeah. way cool. Yeah. It, it's if you go to YouTube or something like that, you can see some demonstration videos for it. But if you've got if you've got a couple of spare coins, go on over to Doctor Bot. And check out the L5 IR remote from L5 Technology. It's about fifty bucks, forty nine ninety five, and it is way, way cool. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. So, Gaz. Yeah. I, I think that's it for the night. I think that is. Well, just briefly, I'm going to be definitely traveling on Saturday. Yes. So I'm going to be in Nashville uh, for well until the following Thursday. So we are going to try and link from my hotel. Uh, with the Wi-Fi, which um, hopefully is decent Wi-Fi. So hopefully next Tuesday, we will be on a similar time scale. And um, <laughs> hopefully we'll be able to On the same continent. On the same continent. And, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, having a chat. I bet, I bet the line will be awful. <laughs> well, I, I had actually considered... <coughs> sorry, excuse me. I had actually considered uh, going to Nashville to, to meet up with Gaz... But as it turns out, next weekend, uh, you know, my wife had gone down to Florida for the space shuttle launch, and and gosh darn it, she's she's off again next weekend. She's going up to New Jersey to visit some friends of hers, so there was just no way I could do it, which is too bad because you and I have actually never met. No, no, I I like to keep myself to myself, guy. <laughs> yeah, we would we would have just tore that tore that town up. <laughs> So, Gaz, how can people get a hold of you? Well, they can contact me at gaz at mymac.com or on the Twitters by going to twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. And Guy, yeah, are, are you available anywhere? Well, you know, just when I'm in the mood. You know, I, I have to be in the mood. Uh, I can be reached at guy at mymac.com and also twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. <laughs> And, of course, you can also reach us at feedback at mymac.com, which will also, that that can be seen by, well, won't be seen. We have to get that forwarded to us from Fearless Leader Tim. Um, but we basically, if anything comes in through feedback at mymac.com, Tim forwards that to us. And, of course, we have a Skype number. Which we told you at the start of the show, so use it. And if you can't remember, you've got to listen all again. That's right. Just go right back to the beginning. But now nah, I will tell you. 703-436-9501. And, and you know what? I bet Tim is going to tell them, too, in, in just a minute or two. Yeah. He's good. He's good about that. He is. And it helps when it's pre-recorded. <laughs> so, Get everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if if you have the chance, uh, we still have. There, there's three reviews for Gaz and myself's contribution to the MyMac.com podcast. We want to get that up to four. four. <laughs> so please, <laughs> please go over to Skype, slam us, praise us. You know, just just write something. That, iTunes, you mean? Yeah, iTunes. That that we're the greatest thing since since somebody came up with sliced bread. Yeah. And I think that's going to do her. I think it is. Yep. Uh, so everyone, so it's, it's good night from me. Yep. Good night from me. <laughs> and have a great week, everyone. God, that sucked. I was just going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703 
If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson. MyMac Podcast 340. It's an iPhoto finish. I don't like that one either. No, that, that sounded like you were talking about Finland. Or, or I was just not happy. <gasps> <gasps> yeah. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Okay, let me try again. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. Uh, the ever-increasing something or... Uh, crap, hold on a second. Damn it. <laughs> I have no idea where I was going with that. Ever-increasing amount of bullshit. Ever-decreasing circles. <laughs> okay, we'll start that again. There was, there was once a comedy show on uh, BBC TV called Ever Decreasing Circles. All right. <laughs> I just thought I'd never heard of that. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate that. It, it wouldn't have traveled. No. Uh, it, what, it was a quintessential English yes, type of comedy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's start again. With a guy called Richard Bryers. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. Shame he, he was died. In, he was in The Good Life with Penelope Keith. I don't know her. Was Ooh. she was she ever naked? No, but there's a lot of a lot of guys in the UK that I'd like to have seen. Anyway. <laughs> Please be naked. All right, let's start again. <laughs>